The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. And Dom, some great news coming out of the US. Really? I haven't seen any great news coming out of the US. What, what's happened is, has Donald Trump <laughs> gone to jail and I didn't notice? Yeah, well, all these things are happening. But, uh, I mean, the, the Congress is collapsing. Trump's on trial in about four different places. But today, it's billionaires are having their comeuppance for once. I don't believe you. That's not a thing that happens. Well, we'll find out how it's happening after this. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. You remember FTX? Yes, of course, the crypto exchange that uh, was a total flaming disaster. Well, yeah, and they, they sponsored the cricket. They sponsored the, uh, the Ashes tour um, at the beginning of the year. Uh, the, all the cricket was the FTX tour. Was um, it real? I don't yeah, remember, in I remember that. And, it and actually, Ashes is what it ended up becoming. And actually, I went to the cricket the same day that FTX went bankrupt. Wow. And uh, like every single ad was for FTX. Did someone so, come out during the tea break and just sort of wipe them all off? <laughs> so what, what happened was they were a uh, very respectable, one of the bigger, they were the second biggest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world. Yeah, so the place you'd go to buy and sell cryptocurrencies, mm. Bitcoin and so on. And as with all very austere, respectable financial institutions. It was, of course, based in the Bahamas. Yes, absolutely, yeah. which is always uh, a guarantee of quality and, and financial robustness. You know you're basically dealing with, I don't know, Lloyds of London or something. Yeah, We're, especially as the whole operation seemed to have been run out of one big sort of apartment, like uh, apartment mansion. Yeah. Like condo. Frat house, really. Yeah, with 10 of the senior executives of FTX, including the CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried, and his girlfriend, who was the CEO of Alameda Research, which was the hedge fund arm of FTX. Yeah, and, and they, they were uh, jumping in and out of each other's beds and funneling yes. money in and out of each other's businesses' accounts, if yes. I recall. So just to sort of give you a, a broad perspective on this Sam Bankman-Fried, he's now 31 years old, but you know back then he was, was about 30, and he was a very prodigious guy. Oh, everyone's talking about him as a sort of Steve Jobs of crypto, as this new genius coming up and just changing the world and making things better. And celebrities flocked him, didn't they? Yes, that's right. I mean, yeah, he had the Matt Damon. Oh, no, Matt Damon wasn't doing his ads. It was somebody else. But, but he was – one of the things that he got was he was the fastest billionaire in the world. In history. In history. Not, not over 100 metres. Yeah. So literally no one has ever become a billionaire faster than this guy. Went from nothing to – Billionaire, and by the time FTS collapsed, it was worth thirty-two billion dollars. It was a huge company. And did he lose the billion faster than he accumulated it in the first place? Was yep. that a, did he set an even better record for losing it all? Yes, because on the day that it was declared bankrupt, it was worth thirty-two billion. It went from thirty-two billion to zero. In one day. That's extraordinary. I know. Amazing. Anyway, yeah, as you say, they're all living in this frat house, sleeping together, all that sort of stuff. But one of the crucial things that they knew, because they were lawyered up to the wazoo, they were a $32 billion financial services company, was that it was crucial that any decision that FTX made about its 
investments and where it placed it cash and, you know, where it borrowed money from would not influence its hedge fund arm. Oh, right? yes. They call that Chinese walls, don't yes. they? The, 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 there is a sort of – you can't it, – it's crucial. It, just, it was just the law, right, that none of the decisions that Alameda Research, that the hedge fund arm made, was dictated by the needs of FTX. So, you know, FTX needed extra cash, needed sort of, you know, because it was a growing – Trading a growing pyramid company. scheme, if yeah, I remember. Yeah, a growing pyramid mm. scheme. But all the sort of relationships that they had were fine as long as they were at arm's length. Like, if, if FTX went and said, oh, can I borrow a billion dollars from you, Alameda Research, mm. then as long as Alameda Research went, kicked the tyres and went, yeah, that's in our interests to do that, right? Okay. then that would be fine. That is the crucial part of the thing. And what Sam Bankman-Fried has maintained since the day he was arrested which was a couple of days after it went bankrupt, he has said, look, this thing was lawyered up to the wazoo. We had lawyers everywhere. Everything we did was was covered off by lawyers. There is no way my girlfriend yes. did me a favour. Yes, exactly. Because Be- when's that ever happened? Because we, you know, like Chinese walls happen everywhere. Like it, it would be like PwC or some sort of important consultancy, mm. you know, taking confidential information that they have guaranteed to be secret and then selling it to other clients. Yeah, just passing it straight. It'd be be like, Charles, the podcasting arm of of what we do here Mm. at The Chaser, working in cahoots with the giant inflatable avocado selling Mm. uh, sector. And based on the sales figure, that's never happened. (laughs) That's never happened, no. If anything, we've talked them down. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. hurt the sales. Proper Chinese walls exist because we've got integrity, right? And that term, by the way, just footnote, it's probably racist, Chinese walls. Look, whatever, but that's what they say in, in business. Structural separation to make sure that yeah. there can't be collusion, just like in PwC. I, th- I think it's only racist if you don't believe in them. Because, well, I was confused because... Because Chinese walls is supposed to mean a robust and clearly, you know, unbreakable wall. They're referring to the Great right. Wall of China, yeah. but but the, domestically speaking, the walls tend to be thin of and, rice paper. Thin and fl- <laughs> flimsy. And yeah. you just fold them out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's right. right. Mm. Um, I think there might be a, a, an element of sarcasm in could the just be. Chinese Could walls. just be. So the whole point is that the, the government finds itself in a little bit of a tricky situation because it's got to be able to prove not just that, you know, yeah, sure, they were sleeping together, but, mm. you know, these sort of Chinese walls happen all the time. And if it's lawyered up the wazoo, then maybe actually there is an argument to say, well, you know, Alameda Research just went, okay, this is a growing FTX business. This is a, you know, one of the largest currency exchanges in the world. Why don't we lend them some money? That sounds like a really you would good investment. In it, wouldn't yes. you? Especially it's if growing. they'd been funneling money into your Alameda Research yes, in yes. the first place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the prosecution's in a little bit of a difficult situation, or so you would think, right? So the trial started a couple of days ago, mm. and the government laid out their case on day one, which was that basically by the time it collapsed, Sam Bankman-Fried and his girlfriend, a few other people, had stolen a about ten billion dollars. Uh, did, did they steal it though, or did they make a pitch to Alameda Research to say, "Look, independently, it might be in your interests mm. to just give me a couple of bill." Yes, oh, I, you know I'm good for it. I'll pay you back. Be your best friend. It's a bit like in. Um uh, dumb and Dumber. Yes. When they discover that briefcase of cash. Oh, yeah. And then they go, look, we're not going to steal it because it's like a million dollars in this briefcase. What we'll do is we'll take the cash and we'll just write IOUs every time. Exactly. You know, because we're, we're going to pay it back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's the government's case. But the defence also outlined their 
you know, defence in, the, in their opening statement. And they said, look, Sam didn't defraud anyone. This is a hindsight case. This is, oh. this is something where, okay, everyone's wise in hindsight, but actually until it collapsed, nothing bad was happening. It's just, it's just the fact that it collapsed that makes you think that, it, that, you know, like if it had kept on going on and on and on, mm, no yeah. one would ever be in the wiser that and there was this. this is the whole thing on. about pyramid schemes, that they're only exposed. When, yeah. when you use the money that um, is received from new customers mm. and to basically give to yourself, yes. you, you don't get caught until they want it back because they think they've got a, a crypto balance with you, whereas, in fact, you've just taken their money. I think you should contact the defence and, and outline that to them because that well, sounds like a perfect closing statement. I just remember, Charles, uh, what the Chase's subscription business was like. <laughs> oh, shut up. Which was that as long as, in every, as long as in any given month we got enough new subscribers to pay the printing bills, yes. then there was a chance that the people who'd bought, I don't know, 10 issues subscriptions from us mm. would actually get those subscriptions. Well, that did work. That it, was did. A, it was a growth model. No one ever mm. wanted an edition of the newspaper or, and didn't get one, unfortunately. I remember this very respectable businesswoman who was um, – Helping us at the time. I won't mention her name. But she saw how we were doing that. And she was just so appalled by... She said, you're... You've got to do accrual accounting. You, you've got to – because I had no concept that there was something called accrual accounting. Yeah, like, well, like, here's, here's new money. Let's use the yeah, new money was, to pay for that. It was just cash accounting, which yeah. is, you know, money comes in, money goes out. That's Anyway, the we were point very is, good at the money goes out part. <laughs> Let's find out exactly how this thing's going to land in a moment. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Chaser Report. More news. Less often. So they're, they're the two sides of the case. Mm. One side is $10 billion has been taken from FTX. Yeah. The other one is, no, 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 because it only became apparent once the music stopped. It's not a fraud yeah. until someone asks for their money back. That's yeah. I've got yeah. that tattooed on my chest. The point is that given that it was lawyered up to the wazoo, the government might not actually be able to prove that there was some intention to just automatically defraud by shifting money from FTX to Alameda, right? Yeah. What they need is they need some sort of piece of paper, some sort of smoking smoking gun. gun. Smoking gun. Yes, Mm. that shows that there was human intention that... That made this thing, but like, 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 let's say there was a document where someone went, "Hey, I'm a bit short. Can you just give me ten billion dollars yes. um, as a favor? As a favor, promise I'll pay you back." No, and yep. that would prove yep. that it wasn't being in Almeida's yep. interest. It's actually in the interest of FTX. But there is no piece of paper like that because, as Sam keeps on saying, everything was lawyered within an inch of its life. Right, yeah. like all the paperwork is like, "Oh yes, this is all arm's length decisions." Right, except there is a small 
piece of code buried deep within the FTX exchange system. Right. So the actual software that they use to buy and sell yep. crypto, yeah. That talks to the Alameda Research computer Uh-oh. that is completely separate. How did that get there? <laughs> right. It's a tiny piece of code, just like literally a few hundred uh, numbers long, mm-hmm. like when you turn it into binary. And what it did was it basically meant that every time FTX needed a bit more money, Alameda would know that and adjust its portfolio so that it gave a bit more money to FTX. Oh, so they didn't ask. So there's no records of asking. No. There's a sort of auto-leveller. There's an auto-leveller where Mm. Alameda Research's entire portfolio is dictated by the needs of FTX, the exact thing that the government is trying to prove. Gosh, if only there was someone in the in the government who was able to actually look at the file, look at the the source code and discover things like that. Wait a second, I think there might have been. Yeah, so well, actually, no, the the government's actually a bit luckier than that, which is this guy uh, who was uh, testifying on on Thursday, Australian time, Adam Yadidia, right? So essentially the moment FTX started going bankrupt, Adam submitted his resignation and immediately went to federal prosecutors, right? Right. <laughs> and it's always yeah. it's important, if you're ever in this situation mm. where your company has massively gone under at short notice, just you've got to be the first in the door of the prosecutors. First in the, the door. Yeah. First in the door. Cut the deal. Yeah. And he... And he Sorry, uh, sec, I've just got to go and call... Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. about the chaser. <laughs> so, um, so. Good luck, Charles. Oh dear. Anyway, let me explain this. Because... Alright, I'm back. I've got a meeting with him later. <laughs> okay, Adam Yadidia obviously was feeling a little guilty, and and what he said uh, on Thursday our time in the trial was that he. I may have unwittingly written code that contributed to a crime. That's that's oh, why he. Oh no! And he because he's appearing as a witness um, under a, an immunity order for some reason. Right? <laughs> Lucky man! But he 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 went. Oh wait a minute! That code that I wrote that informs FTX thing, the one that Sam seem, I remember telling me don't mention this to anyone. Right? Might actually be a bit of dodge fest. That's also if you do work for a. a company and you're gradually realising it's a criminal endeavour, mm. when they say don't mention this thing that you did to anybody, possibly a red flag. <laughs> that's right, exactly. So that's where it's at. It's only day two of what is likely to be a six-week trial. Wow. So uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more juicy details about billionaires getting their comeuppance here. But the point is that this guy who was worth billions of dollars yeah. and presumably still is worth $10 billion, seeing as that money is still missing, mm. um, is looking like he's going to spend the rest of his life in jail. He's 31. Well, except that he's probably written some sort of piece of code that uh, spreads the sentence yes. amongst everyone else who have worked for FTX yes. or indeed invested in FTX. Maybe so, they've made the jail out of Chinese walls. <laughs> they may well. He's probably <laughs> hoping they have at this point. So the bottom line is don't buy crypto. Um, and in particular... It's been hasn't it been so satisfying just seeing NFTs absolutely go down the toilet? Oh, in yes. recent years because they looked like they really should, mm. and there was a brief period where I was like, "You got to buy a no, you're missing out on the next big thing." Thank fuck. The good thing about NFTs, just to have a little bit of a, an afterthought with that, is that um, they've actually started unwinding some of those trades and mm. realised that. They were literally just part of a massive money money laundering scheme. Yeah. And that the whole thing was 
very intentionally designed to blow up. God, why didn't we get in on it? You know what, though, Charles? If I can buy an NFT of the bit of code Mm. that equalised the two bank accounts, (laughs) I would definitely buy that because that's going to be worth a lot one of these days. (sighs) I I guess I'd say that if anyone wants to buy an NFT of an avocado inflatable pool toy, um, all you need to do is just contact Charles Mm. uh, here at The Chaser. Yes. And I think you you could be onto something really big. These things are going to take off. You know, Dom... We've actually sold out of those pool toys. I know you mock me. Yeah, that mocking you is the way we sold them. <laughs> That's right. It's quite strategic. Uh, and, and in actual fact, somebody contacted me and said, does this really truly reflect your values selling cheap chip from China? And I thought about it and I went, actually, no, it doesn't. So this Christmas, we're not selling much at all. We're Hang on, Charles. If I recall what you were doing before, isn't it true that you were selling very expensive shit? <laughs> like you marked it up quite a lot. Okay, so we're not doing disposable novelty items this Christmas. Uh, well... Oh, the Chaser Annual. That's we're doing disposable. Yeah, we're doing the Chaser Annual. We've got the Bad Parenting book. We've got... Um, I, I mean, I do have a few things from China, but they're, they're sort of more high-quality stuff. I bought these wonderful lapel pins. I got it made, a whole lot of lapel pins, which are tiny. I'll show you. I, I, I can go and get... Do you, do you want me to go and get you one? A lapel pin? Okay, I'll, just hold on one second. I'll be back in a second. Oh, you knew there'd be a marketing pitch at the end. He's literally going off now to get lapel pins. They're really cool, he says. How cool can a lapel pin possibly be? Okay, Charles is returning with a lapel pin. So they're they're tiny. Yeah. And so you really got to... Oh, you've got to go in nice. So you know how people kind of ostentatiously wear the Order of Australia badge? Yes, exactly. Like your sister, who's a member of the Order of Australia, as as we know. So your version of this is a small... It's about... Centimetre and a half wide, I'd say. Yep. And it says, oh, fuck Murdoch. Yep, fuck Murdoch. So you've got to you get him nice get him really. Yeah. Uh, my, my aim is to get Kevin Rudd and, and Malcolm Turnbull wearing them and then it'll just go viral. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Maybe All get right. Lachlan Murdoch. <laughs> James Murdoch. James, actually, James Murdoch. Should, you should he actually send him one. Yeah. <laughs> send him one, write him a letter. Anyway, so we're going to sell those. See, they're cool. They're really cool. And also, we've got uh, dog bandanas this year. He's... <laughs> That's the sound of another sale on Shopify in store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. 
He thinks it's going to make him <laughs> enough money to pay his bills. All right, uh, our gear is from Road, part of the Iconoclast uh, Network. Mm. Thank you for listening this far. Uh, if you have, please jump on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review and then make fun of us. We love both those elements, please, not just the one. See ya.